Welcome back to episode 12 of Hopped On Sports. And uh, Steven, I'm in love. With? Crybaby Hill, man. Yeah, man. Tulsa Tough was this weekend. You knew we were going. Absolutely love it, man. This was an incredible experience and one that I cannot wait till next year for. Oh, yeah. Already got the countdown going. Already started it, man. This was... uh, like like I've talked about, this was my first time going, and it was everything I could have ever imagined. Yeah. So I'll, you know, I'll, it's it, it's kind of funny. Um, we're doing this show out of Tulsa, but we're doing it for everybody. It's not just mm-hmm. a Tulsa show. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think that this event is still worth talking about, though, because if you live in Dallas, if you live in Kansas City, this is an event that's worth traveling to. One hundred percent. Absolutely. This is something you come to down. That. To experience because it is an experience like no other. Right. I mean, it was it, it is very cool to see Tulsa come together and put such a great event on. Right in three days, and it it takes up uh, three pretty significantly sized areas over the course of the three days. They run three different locations, so um, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, gives you something new every day. You know, you're in mm-hmm. a new location different courses, all three days. Actually, yeah. and there's pretty much races going all day for those three days is just uh, the pro races are always the last race, and that's when you want to watch the women's pro and then the men's pro. They're the best riders, and it's a lot of fun. Yep, and it was like I said, it was everything I, I could have wished for because it was a party like no other. Yeah. You and I pull up, we get out, and there you go. You got guys walking down the street with, you know, 30 packs on their shoulder, Yep. you know, just popping beers I all mean, day wait, long. You're talking like half a mile away from the event, yeah. maybe further, and they're just... Uh, so we're just walking up. We had a cooler ourselves, taking it up there to uh, just enjoy. I mean, it was a beautiful day. We had a little bit of rain early on in the day, wondering if that was going to kind of screw yeah. up the day, but it didn't. It ended up turning out to be a beautiful well, day. And, uh, lucky for the race and the fans, the river levels went down we had Mm -hmm. had quite a bit of flooding here and so they had put an alternate route out which is what they were going to do for the race and ended up doing the original route which is uh i mean for the fans it's the best way to do it for Mm -hmm. the racers even the the riders it's the best way to do it um so that was awesome i was really stoked when i saw that they went back to the original plan absolutely um like, like i said i mean i mentioned bike racing you're like uh that sounds boring I'm telling you, it is an experience, man. Uh, I didn't know quite what to expect until Friday when we went and just watching these guys. I mean, it, it is such a technique, so so thrilling. I mean, you see so much strategy, so much uh, talent, and so much endurance that yeah. these guys have to go through to be able to compete at the level they're doing, and it was just incredible to watch. I was right. I, I was very taken by it. And, of course, the party scene around it is also uh, not too bad at right. as well. <laughs> you know my favorite part um, of spectating this, the part that amazes me the most is um, these guys are riding and riding and riding. They can't, they can't literally carry the amount of water that they need to complete this oh, race no. in the heat it is. So you've got, um, there's, there's not, there are water stations, I guess, where they can kind of focus on trying to go to have somebody handle the water. But when they're thirsty, they just want to drink. And so, I mean, literally, you'll see, like, race leader, like, stick his arm out off of his bike, and that's, like, the symbol for somebody give me something to drink. Mm-hmm. I saw multiple times where contenders in, the in like, the top 15, top 20 um, riders reach out and grab a beer dur- during the race, mm-hmm. like, 20 laps left, grab a beer because they're like, I need a drink. I don't care if it's water. I don't care if it's wine. I need something to wet my tongue. <laughs> I don't know if they drink it and then spit it out just to get Probably. like a refreshing. Cold, I, would, I would imagine, you know? but but uh, it, it's, it's so funny that um, they do it that way because you know they're riding for hour and a half. Uh, yeah, I mean it's an hour and a half. Ninety so minutes even, easy. You know, if you don't have enough ice, if you know it's one of those, if you put enough ice in your bottle, you're not going to be able to carry enough water. Mm-hmm. They don't want to carry that weight on their bike because those are guys that are like, man, every ounce on my bike could cost me, you know, a millisecond, mm-hmm. which cost me the race aerodynamics and whatnot um it's it's uh really interesting also to see some of the things that they do they they focus so much on getting the weight of the bikes down so low 
I mean, thousands of dollars to get, you know, certain carbon fiber components that most bikes wouldn't have. Um, and then all of a sudden you're spending 200 plus dollars on a helmet for the aerodynamics and then you mount a GoPro on top of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, that GoPro is not exactly helping with the aerodynamics. <laughs> no. However, I can't imagine um, those guys that aren't from here. They they put the GoPro on their helmet. They run the race. You, they go home. You know they watch that. Mm-hmm. Cause, oh, absolutely. Because they're focused on the on the track itself, but it's so cool of what's going on around. You know, there were uh, there were some people that were handing out money to the riders. These are guys that are in a pack. They're riding, and people are hold, holding out one dollar, five dollar bills, and the riders are like. Man, I gotta grab it. <laughs> so they grab it and stuff it in their back pocket, like on the, they've got pockets on their shirt. So they stuff the money in their pocket and they keep riding. And uh, it's like you know, you, you took a hand off your, mm-hmm. um, took a hand off the handlebar, and you risk going down for two bucks. Like props, you got it. No, I'm telling you, if if you guys think this sounds interesting at all, next year go. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about We're it. We're gonna have a. Uh, Hopped on sports get together. Yeah, Tulsa no, absolutely. Tough. If we can, if we can get people together, that'd be awesome. We uh, we actually end up running into a, a fan today, which was really cool. Oh, what? Uh, oh, a fan today. A fan, yeah. yeah. So that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, shout out Fred Perkins. Perkins. First, uh, first call out uh, that we've had since starting the podcast. Yeah, well, he was our uh, he was our first fan photo too. Yep. We got some great video, some great photos that we're going to post on the page. So we'll get that out there. Yeah. Fred uh, came in. Uh, he came in from out of state. Yeah, I don't know North, if he came North in just Carolina. for the race, but yeah, I believe he just did. for the race. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, North Carolina. He came in because that's how big an event this is. Right. People who are from Tulsa know Tulsa tough. They're like, this is something I have to. Get. In fact, someone we do know um, from Colorado, um, she came in for. Uh, for this just this event, so really? yeah. So I mean, it's cool to know. I know pe- who she is, Carly. Okay, yeah. Uh, got just a bunch of people that come in for this type of an event because it is that cool. It is that great of an event, and yeah. people just want to come and experience it because it is an experience. Yeah. There's a there's not a whole lot that Tulsa is known for. Um, I think that as far as like, oh, wow, we got to go to Tulsa to do this. This is definitely one of those events. Mm-hmm. Um, you compare it to like the state fair. A lot of people go to the state fair to do people watching. Man, if the people watchers only knew what went down on Crybaby yeah, Hill. It is definitely. Uh, obviously, that's part of it. People dress up crazy. Um, a lot of baby faces, things yeah. like that, because the famous Crybaby Hill right. is the whole idea of it. And they had a, uh, a theme. They have a theme every year, from what mm-hmm. I understand. This year was, was puberty. Puberty. <laughs> yeah, which that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, one of the things, it's kind of the catch about Crybaby Hill. It's normally very hot, as it happens here in the middle of June every year. And that hill from like 8 a.m. on is occupied with, with just people drinking. And the amount of trash on Crab Baby Hill oh, it was crazy. I mean, the aluminum. I mean, mm. it's a recite. It's like, oh man, I didn't even think about that. Why the homeless people don't just come out there and collect all those cans? It's five cents wow. a pop. Five cents a pop. They'd have. They could get like two, three hundred bucks yeah. if they went out there and worked it. Um, no. Anyways, what I was gonna say is, because of the duration of time that everybody's there, because it's so hot, because it's everybody's so sweaty, like it really starts to smell bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot it, of it just smells a lot of body awful. heat, a lot yeah. of yeah, but it's just part of experience, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. But you were mentioning beer everywhere and all that. Hey, I got to get a shout out to my city because I was so proud to see the amount of craft beer that was out there. There was today. a lot. Yeah. It wasn't just so much everyone carrying around thirties of Bud Light, uh, you know, Natty right. Light, all that kind of stuff. It was like craft beer. I saw Coop. Yeah, uh, a lot of Coop. A lot of Coop. A lot in of fact, Coop, Marshalls. Marshalls. So Marshalls and Coop, I they were actually both selling yeah. beer there. Right. So we I, saw that. I did see. I saw more Prairie than I expected saw to some see. Prairie. Too. Because, well, you know, yeah. because most of Prairie stuff is heavier than it outside. You know, let's oh, drink. Yeah. Let's drink yeah. it all day in the sun. Prairie type of standard beer. is obviously something that right. you can walk around with, which I saw a little bit of. Um, of course, we got with Welltown. Uh, shout out Jeremy. Yeah, we saw Jeremy out there. Um, he was out there drinking a a crowler. 
Um, so it's just cool as a, as a great representation of the craft beer industry here in Tulsa. And it, it, I don't know, I just kind of, I noticed that from afar and I just, I felt a little bit of pride there. Cause I'm like, man, I'm starting to see the, the takeover, you know? So yeah. that was kind of a cool little moment. I don't know if I saw pride in it. I, I don't necessarily have an emotional attachment to it, but it was interesting to see that, um, you kind of, I saw it more of a, Tulsa thing than a craft beer thing well, because they were drinking exactly. Tulsa beer. But that's my point, though, is when I think craft and I think like Tulsa, I'm thinking uh, community. Right. Like, and our communities coming together and putting out a product that's that good people are like, you know, when I go and I can choose what I want to drink, I'm not just choosing the big industries. Yeah. I'm choosing local beer. Oh, that's a good point. And that's what we had. I mean, it was awesome. And, you know, I, I brought some beer out today. And, I mean, one of the beers I had was Anthem. And so, I yeah. mean, it's just like you got local beer representing. And, you know, this podcast is all about sports and beer. And it was just it from a beer span standpoint, it was like, all right, the little guy's moving up in the world. So yeah, I, I just I thought that was really cool. Well, I wonder, I'm curious because I haven't, I've intentionally avoided going to a lot of games in person, like football games and uh, places with high ticket prices and too many people to be around when I can just watch the game at home. Really appreciate it um, for all the details of the game. You know, you see tailgating, and because I feel like over the last five years, the craft beer industries have just been exploding. Oh, absolutely. Um, I wonder how much what's going on, like, at the tailgates. Bud Light, I, mean, I know there's still going to be a ton of Bud Light. Oh, but, yeah. Well, just you know, cheaper. When I mean, you go to, like, Stillwater, you go to Norman for OSU or OU games, are you seeing Tulsa beers? Are you seeing, you know, nationally crafted mm-hmm. beers? What are, you, what are you seeing? I'm going to pay attention to that a little more it, this next yeah, year. Yeah, obviously. And, and it all depends what you're going for. If you're just going to have a few beers, you probably don't want to drink quality. Yeah. If you're going to just you know, get crazy and not mm-hmm. worry about stuff, you're probably going to drink quantity. And obviously, at this point, it's still a lot cheaper to buy, yeah. you know, a thirty pack yeah. of Bud Light, which is twenty two dollars. I was at a, uh, I was at a car show this last week, and well, it was an auction. Um, there was a waitress walking around selling beer, and this guy asks her, "Hey, what do I, what do I get? What beers do you have?" She goes, "Well, we got Bud Light," and he goes, oh, "I don't like Bud Light." And she said, I got this, 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 this. Well, one of them was um, This Land, the oh, Marshalls This Marshalls, Land. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, man, that's a good beer. Like, it's pretty, you know, it's light, it's smooth. Um, you'll like it. He goes, okay, I'll try it. And then he gets it, and he takes a sip and was like, oh, like, that is so bad. I was like, okay. Like, do I feel bad, or are you just an idiot? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean it in the way of you're an idiot because your palate doesn't accept yeah. that. It's like you do kind of have to... Um, slowly work your way into it if all your palate is used to is hams and miller high life and bud light miller light um i don't know like to me this land is better than any of those sometimes it takes time to appreciate quality yeah (laughs) and then the next guy um over got a uh new belgium uh he got what is it fat tire fat tire fat tire and he was like i can't drink this beer Hey, you know, in my I, opinion, those are two pretty good let beers. Let me tell you right now, when Fat Tire came to Oklahoma, I think we've talked about this on the show before, but when Fat Tire came to Oklahoma, they could not keep it on the shelves. Yeah. It flew off the shelves. People were buying it like crazy, and I just thought that was the coolest thing because we had a new beer came to Oklahoma, and I just saw people drinking it like crazy, and I'm like, that is so cool to me because it's like, you go to a restaurant and you're not getting the Bud Light, the the Coors, you know, things like that anymore. You're like, let me get a fat tire. And yeah. I mean, it just, it was selling like crazy and it took a long time for them to really stock up and get enough on the shelves for yeah. people because they were just absolutely loving it. Yeah. So shortly after I turned 21, um, I was at one of the casinos here in town hanging out. I might've, I might've been with you. I don't know. Um, but I walked up. I said, do you have any beer specials? Typically, I start with that just to, um, if they've got a beer that I like that's on special, I'll probably get it. Um, she goes, well, we have this craft blueberry something, something. And I was like, oh, I'll try it. And this was like one of the first craft beers I had tried. And, oh, my gosh, it was awful. Like, it was it was really hard to drink. <laughs> and I thought, wow, so this is what craft beer is all about, huh? And so I just stuck back to Miller Lite and 
you know, all the all the normals that I had drank until uh, one day. I don't know if I was here. I, I had a craft beer. I was like, man, that was good. I think actually I went to Prairie, got the Prairie Bomb, and it changed completely changed my mind on what the beer industry could potentially be about. Well, that's one of the big things. I always advocate for craft beer, and I talk to people, and, you know, they go, oh, I don't like beer. And I go, okay, that's you can't just say you don't like beer. That'd be like saying I don't like food. Well, no. Let me, oh, let me, let me, let me, let me. I don't like mushrooms. Okay. Well, no. There's there so are so a, no, but that's, many okay. different types of mushrooms well, out there, and I'll never know what ninety nine percent of them well, taste like. That's part of my point, though. The one percent that, that I've tried, the very first time I tried a mushroom was intentional. All the other times were accidents. Like, why did they put mushrooms in here? <laughs> right. Well, so I, I could see it. Like, they're like, making, I don't like right. beer. I'm not going to try but it. But you're making my point, though, is you're limiting yourself because you're saying, I don't like mushrooms. Well, maybe if you liked, if you tried 10 different mushrooms, let's just say, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, I actually do like mushrooms. I just like this kind of mushroom. Right. That's how beer is. People who say they don't like beer, they're like, oh, I don't like beer. It's like, well, I bet I could find a beer you'd like. Yeah. You just have to try different things. I mean, you got to find what suits you. You got to find the kind of thing you're looking for. And eventually, you're going to find something that you actually end up liking. It may or may not be a fair comparison because of what, what happens in my mind when I see mushrooms, when it's like going to my taste buds, like my taste buds are already expecting something I'm right, not going to like. That, that's that's a you thing. That's not it, a, but it, it's Is it though? Because everybody has foods that they don't like. Right. Most people do. Some people I know, they will eat anything within it and it doesn't matter to them. But to me, I associate bad things with mushrooms. So you're if, making if, a very bad case for craft beer right now. I just well, want no, you to understand I, that. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just trying to look at it through a standpoint of somebody who might not no, like craft beer it. and what their mentality might be the as I, to why the they idea don't. is you have to find what suits you. And right. at the end of the day, it that just takes time. Which I agree with because the, I thought craft the, beer I was the like, guy I'm not gonna rec- mess with it. The and guy then I tried the prairie. Yeah, exactly. The guy you rec- recommended Marshalls to. He didn't like that one. That doesn't mean you failed. It just means it's not for him. Right. I mean, you know, I've I've sent that exact same beer to many people when I've taken it into a brewery and they tried it. And they're like, oh wow, that's actually pretty good. And like I, I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. And so I mean, it just it, it you got to find what's you know what suits you. Yeah. And that's how the industry works. But well, uh, long story short, Crybaby Hill's a ton of fun. Absolutely. Um, definitely worth checking out. We'll be back next beer. year, right? We'll be back next year. You guys all join us if you'd like to. Um, yeah, I, I think it'd be great. Maybe we could even set up a tent down on Riverside, mm-hmm. keep somebody to I man that. The same and, thing. Um, that'd be fun. Yeah, we well, should do that. With all the talk about beer, reminding me. Uh, so tonight it's kind of an awkward situation here. Um, we happen to drink all the good beer. <laughs> yeah, and we have been left with. Bud Light tonight, so... Yeah. Well, uh, um, <laughs> suitable for Crybaby Hill night, yeah, so... which we had a few Bud Lights there as well, because... Because guys know. were making a sacrifice. Tonight is the party at the uh, at the bar downtown. It's where all the bike riders go. It's where all the Tulsa Tough fans go. They're over there right now. We're sitting here recording the podcast, so... Mm-hmm. Um, Bud Light it is. Yep, so cheers. Cheers. All I right. don't know if we could, like... Cheers, a Bud Light. <laughs> Maybe we do like lock pinkies or yeah, fist bump I, I or something. I know what you. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Enjoy your drink, dude. <laughs> but this is a sports podcast. We do want to cover what has been going on since we last recorded. There's been another NBA playoff game. Yeah. And um, shocker, Raptors are up 3 1. Yeah, you know you say shocker um, for a positive or a negative thing. So sometimes I really have to pay attention. Right. I'm, like, just surprised. Kidding or not? I'm just surprised. I'm just. I mean, yeah, dude, like I'm, you're genuinely shocked. Obviously, I Clay Thompson coming back. I'm thinking, okay, Warriors are going to come back. Right. They'll fall right in line. Clay will play well. Warriors which, in eight. Which, <laughs> which Clay actually did really play really well. So the fact they still lost this game is a little bit surprising, but they end up. Losing uh, 105 to 92, and uh, they're in trouble, man. They are in absolute trouble. Kawhi Leonard goes for 36. But they're going back to Toronto now, aren't they, too? Uh, Let's see. 
Yes. Tomorrow yeah, at yeah. Toronto yeah, absolutely. game four. Absolutely, because that, <laughs> yeah, game exactly. Yeah. Wow. Game four was at the Warriors, of course. So, so what's, yeah. what's Drake wearing? What's he going to oh, be wearing? Oh, boy. Or do we care? <laughs> do we even well, care? Well, obviously it's going to be something crazy because he's expecting to win a championship that night, so... You know, well, it's so stupid. He wants us talking about him. And oh, 100%, are. I man. mean, he's so 100%. dumb. Uh, man, I don't know. Durant jersey? Right, no. Yeah. But speaking of Durant, so he's going to practice. He's going to be practicing. We he don't know if he's going to play. questionable for game five. Yeah. Does he play? I mean, I think you got to give it a shot. If the, if oh, the doctor, got to run If it. the doctors say... Eh, coach's choice if you think, you know, I know that the doctors make the choice, but mm-hmm. um, team doctors, I'm, I'm saying if, if Kerr has any, um, if he's got any say in the choice, you got to do it. Got it. Yeah, you got to You got to at least go. let him go in there and play a couple minutes, see if he can make some shots, see if, um, see if I don't know, man, is his cardio still there? That's a, yeah, like, yeah, it's a big part. How long has he been down? He's been down three yeah. weeks, you know, two weeks. We're talking a guy who's the best scorer in the NBA, so yeah, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Anything you can get from him is probably appreciated. But Toronto's opening up as a favorite. Uh, I believe it's a point and a half um, favorites. That's crazy to think, too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the Warriors haven't been in this spot. They haven't no. been in a 3-1 deficit since the Thunder had them 3-1. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a pretty funny thing. or I don't know who posted it or I'd give credit, but it said uh, there was a picture of Westbrook. I think it was Westbrook. Harden, Durant, and Ibaka. And it said, wow, who would have thought Ibaka was going to be the first person to earn a championship out of these four? And, and then you sit there and think, you're like, wait, wait a what? minute, Durant, but Durant just Durant's got one, two. two? Yeah. You know, over the last two years, and you're like, oh, who's Ur- the first one to earn it? Oh, okay. I <laughs> Makes like sense. Yeah. I like no, that, I, I saw that as well, and yeah, that's hilarious, man. I mean, you know, obviously very weird fe- feelings towards Durant. But, uh, yeah, we'll we'll leave it at that. But Ibaka going for a championship, obviously I'm rooting for him. He's been nothing but a good guy, and I, I wish nothing but the best for him. So yeah. hopefully you he know, can have another good game because he had 20 points off the, the bench the other night. Yeah. One of my favorite memories when Durant was at the Thunder was, um, it was kind of funny. It was in the playoffs. Ibaka came out, and, and he was just playing really well. I think he made – I don't know if he was 9 for 9 or 10 for 10. It was somewhere in that ballpark. I can't remember who they were playing. They interviewed KD at halftime. They said, what do you think about Serge going, you know, 10 for 10? KD goes, he didn't miss? <laughs> so I, I don't know why I thought that was so funny, but Kevin Durant was like, he, he didn't miss, man. Like You could see it on his face like, wow, I didn't know that. Because he, he was – He's the defend, defensive core when he was at the Thunder. You know, mm-hmm. he wasn't necessarily the scoring No, machine, he was known for the blocks. But the, all of a yeah. sudden, like, you get guys like that going and, and you're a dangerous team. So um, we'll, we'll talk more about that when the 30 for 30 comes out on why the Thunder yeah. didn't win. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Not. <laughs> I think it would uh, be, be entertaining. So let, let, let's say, you know, tomorrow's game, game, uh, game five. Who do you got? Oh, I mean, a bit. <laughs> I think it's fair to say a big factor is whether Durant plays or not. Um, Let's say he's playing. If he's playing, I think at this point, I'm, I'm thinking he's. So you think they finish tomorrow? Yeah, I think I, if they don't finish it tomorrow, they'll finish in six. Mm, um, a lot of confidence. I mean, you could blow it three one, but damn, I mean, is it confidence? Like right now, I'd say they're the better team. I think it, I think yeah. if Vegas says they're the better team, which actually I don't know that the line even comes out of Vegas anymore. It comes out of like Puerto Rico or something. Well, I mean um, that's anyways, that's debatable, but you always say Vegas. But the Vegas line yeah. um, is in favor of Toronto, from what I understand. Yeah, point and uh, I know it's changing all the time. If Durant, if they come out late tonight, that Durant's going to play, it'll probably flip flop. You know, six it'll, points. It'll, be, but it'll definitely be a little fluctuation. Um, I think I'll go. I'll go Toronto because um, playing at home, they're playing for a heck of a lot more than Golden State's playing for, in my opinion. Let me tell you right now, they better win tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I, and I know we're not talking hockey yet, but I could say the same about the Blues. Are playing for a lot more than the Bruins are. Uh, but uh, well, I'm man. just saying they better win tomorrow because you do not want to have to go 
back to Golden State for Game Six, yeah. and be in that environment because all of a sudden you fall in that game as well, and it's three three. Yeah, I know you're going back home, but at the same time you're like, you just lost all the momentum. Right. So, yeah, they better finish it tomorrow while Golden State's trying to throw a lineup out there, figure out what they're going to do. Finish them, man. This is it. This is your opportunity. Go win your first championship. So I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. I, I think it'll be a, a good game. I will actually sit down and watch this because, I mean, obviously there's a lot on the line. I mean, literally a championship tomorrow. So yeah. um, I'm excited. So we'll have to keep an eye on whether Durant plays or not. But um should be a good matchup no matter what. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, potentially the last game, so the viewership is probably going to be the highest on this mm-hmm. one than it has been. Uh, NBA loves it. Of course, it's kind of funny that, you know, the NBA wants it to go seven. Um, that's how they make their money, oh, more yeah. TV time, more ads. Uh, I'm watching the I'm watching the hockey game tonight going, man, you know, I don't want this to be the last game I watch this year, but I want the Blues to beat the Bruins, you know. So get to see one more. <laughs> now, what I like to see is obviously we know, we've already seen certain videos of the Raptors fans uh, chanting and things like that all around Canada and uh, different events. Well, today you can check another one because today the Raptors chants began er, took place during the Canadian Open uh, for golf, and we saw Roy McIlroy end up winning that one and throwing a Raptors jersey on, which was, I thought, a really cool little move yeah. right there. And oh, yeah. There's a video that came out with all the fans chanting, let's go Raptors well, and he, all that. He, I mean, they were up there, so it's like, I mean, yeah, you're Irish. He's Irish, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm Irish. Go Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. You know, what's basketball? But um, it's so funny because – does he love basketball? I I don't, I, I don't even think so. I literally think I literally think it was just because they're there in right. Canada. Why would you not? Throws a jersey on, gets the crowd yeah. going for him, and that's it. So so twenty five years from now, when his team makes it to the finals and he's sitting courtside like Drake, they can flash back and show him in his Toronto jersey. And <laughs> there you go, part of but, history. Yeah, man, that'll, uh, that'll. I was I was super glad to see him win. I really was. Um, it's been, it's been a stretch of. It's good for golf because you need a guy like that getting confidence and being competitive in these big tournaments. Rory for a while was carrying a tiger like vibe. hundred percent, man. I mean, he he was, he was going to be it. I mean, it was almost like Nike. It's so crazy too, because Nike, um, Nike's still in golf. Everybody knows that Nike is Nike. Nike's not going anywhere, but when Nike stopped making their clubs, Mm -hmm. it was like. Man, like it, it almost felt like a piece. I mean, literally felt like Nike was distancing themselves from the golf industry. Um, even though you just know at the end of the day, Callaway title is tailor made. Cobra, like those clubs are Ping, just, yeah. they're just great. Ping, they're just, in my opinion, better clubs than Nike. Um, I've hit some Nike clubs that I loved, but then, uh, Tiger, Rory, they do a commercial together, which is one of the greatest commercials I've ever seen, where you show you literally see Rory growing up watching Tiger watching play Tiger. golf. I mean, there's actual footage in mm-hmm. the in the commercial of Rory as a kid. Um, it seemed like in that moment that Nike's transitioning Rory into the Tiger role, um, that he's filling those shoes that, you know, is Tiger done? Um and then, and that kind of seemed to be like the bounce back of Tiger, even though he wasn't winning. It was like Nike forging a, uh, like a, like mending the relationship or uh, patching the relationship and saying, we're going to move forward. You know, they run an ad with him, and that was like a big step. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, and Rory, of course, he's playing great. He's winning, winning champion. I mean, winning uh, all kinds of tournaments. And then he just, Went cold. Him and Spieth at the same time, which is weird. Both yep. of them went so long without doing anything. No, it's just important for those kind of guys because you're like, man, it is just so important for them to be a part of these Sunday tournaments because they're such big names, right? And people want to watch those guys. Yeah. I mean, they're so exciting. Rory literally hits the piss out of the ball. I yeah. mean, it's ridiculous. Right. 
multiple times you're seeing him drive up on the freaking uh you know fringe right. of greens on a par four you're like well my favorite saying in golf and I, I mean i relate to it more than anybody i've played with uh quite frankly is drive for show and putt for dough yeah and I mean. when you for you guys that don't truly watch golf um the putting is where these guys win they can all reach the green in two shots every time. I mean, and if they're not on the green, they're right by it, uh, with exceptions. Obviously, nothing's an absolute, but when they're able to make one putts, when they're able to land on the green and put the ball in, or they land it and they consistently make 1.5 to two putts per hole, they're in good shape. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's – and uh, Jordan Spieth, when he was on such his hot run, his putting was – I mean, it was like numbers that you had never seen before. Like the dude is not missing. Yeah, you know. I'm, and then I'm of pretty course sure he set records at the uh, uh, majors. Yeah, uh, one of the majors. He set a record for putts and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, I'd be interested in seeing a stat line for um, like a tour champion for the year on what their average putt was per, for the year. Oh yeah, they show that because stuff, I, so I bet we can definitely find like, that throughout history. Like whoever's winning at the end of the year, had one of the lowest um, mm-hmm. putt counts. And oh, I, I short think it's, game. Everyone, every, anyone who plays golf, they know short game is such an important right. part. I mean, I know. And that, what I'm saying is everybody's probably like, well, obviously, but um, there's more to it than that. And point being, if you're going to win, you have to be putting good, period. So, but, so we watched, um, we watched the Blues and Bruins game tonight. Um Bruins ended up pulling it out by, uh, man, what did it end up? 5 1. 5 1 was the final. Obviously, it was a lot closer than that. It just, I mean, it came felt, down. It was like 3 to me, 1. To me, I did. I really felt like, especially the first 10 minutes, man, I know you missed out on that because you were grilling out. The Blues dominated the first like eight minutes and 30 seconds. And then. The Bruins just get a shot that goes in and completely deflated the Blues. Like, took which, them off which their is, skates. Which is funny because it's like, man, you're at home. You've got all this momentum. You're feeling good. I know no one likes to play from behind, but, man, 1-0, it's so manageable. Yeah. But you're right. They did. They, after that, after that first goal, it seemed like every time I looked at the TV, Bruins were around the goal and trying to score. Well, I, I don't know, man. I mean – the Blues never gave up. Like, they were always right in it. And I thought, oh, man. Uh, Bruins end up going up 3-0. Blues end up scoring. Um, you didn't see this part either. The Blues took a shot. Refs didn't know if it went in or not. They played on. They went, They go back and review it. Mm-hmm. Puck crossed the line. Give them the goal. 3-1. Well, I mean, that was still – it was it. It was over. Ended up losing 5-1. But – I really felt like the Blues never gave up. They were in it the whole time. Got a little chippy at the end. Um, it's just, it's, it's it shows you how crazy it is that the Blues seem to be playing so well. Um, man, another thing that deflated the the Blues, um, I think it was the second goal, and the puck, the Blues were trying to clear the puck out of the zone, and they, they try to clear it, hits the ref skate, stops. Bruins get it, make a pass, put it in the net. It's like, are you kidding me? Unfortunate, yeah. Like, how many times that happens, though? It sucks because the refs are so good about getting out of the way, and then the couple times that they don't, like, it results in goals, and you're like, no. (laughs) No, obviously that's terrible timing and, you know, not not what the uh, Blues were looking for tonight, but they got to come back big. I mean, game seven, we're we're here, we're – we're gonna have it. I mean, all all your momentum's gone because you wanted to finish it in front of the f- fans. Obviously, yeah. now you're going back to Boston and you got to play on the road, but you're still playing for a championship, and it's still you, you know you're you've got an opportunity. So take advantage of it. Get out there. If you happen to get behind early, it's not over. You guys showed all night that you're right there, being able to get opportunities to score. Just gotta take advantage. Yeah. So, no, very, uh, very good game. 
I don't think the score really indicates how close this game really was because it did feel like a lot for a lot of the the game that the Blues were right there. Yeah. So. So. Um, I don't think you knew this. The guy that's singing the singing the national anthem for the Blues, he's he's retiring. So, and and these guys at hockey games, it's not like. Oh, let's bring in Selena Gomez or Kelly Clarkson or what like they have a singer that sings at all the games. So it's really cool. Um, but he had kind of an emotional uh, deal tonight while he was singing. You could tell it like meant a lot to him. Oh, it was kind of cool. But because um, you do it for long enough, it's like, man, you become part of the team. Like people show up to the game and they know that you're going to be the singer. Um, but yeah, that, anyways, I just thought that was worth no, that is cool. Actually, reason. that's a good point. But we are getting one of the best things in sports, Game 7. Yeah, yeah, we are. I so love it. I mean, in my opinion, thing. my favorite thing in the sports industry to, to be a part of is watching Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. Because it's just there's so much on the line, especially for the Blues this year. They've never won. Then Before this year, they had never won a playoff game. I mean, a finals game. Um now they've won enough to freaking go in and win one or win, win a title. Yeah. Um, you know they won it. They won it more than the Bruins. But the problem is they got to go to Boston now. Mm-hmm. So even if they do win, they got to celebrate in Boston, which they don't care. The fans are going to be like, eh, I wish they were here. Yeah, they can um, celebrate at home. But, yeah, you're right. It's a little different, different uh, environment. But yeah. There but, will be – I'm going to make a prediction that – if the Blues win, oh man! If the Blues win in Boston, it's just going to be a crap show from the fans. If the Blues win in Boston because of a controversial call, <laughs> they're going to have to call out the freaking national security um, because those fans, man, the Bruins fans are just ruthless. It's just it's like Oakland Raider fans for the hockey, you know? Yeah. Like back up, you remember um, back when we were young, elementary, like the Red Wings. Dude, the Red Wings, when they were hot, when they were doing good, their fans were nuts. Yeah. I feel crazy. like that's kind of how Boston's fans have gotten. I wouldn't necessarily say they have one of the best fan bases. It's just that northern, like, FU mentality. Oh, like, we 100%. run this place. I wouldn't like, know anything about that being a Yankee fan, but yeah, you're right. I know. But you know what I'm saying, though. Like, they don't care. Like, no, refs it, make a bad call, we're just going to start throwing stuff abs- on the ice. It, it, even if it's a dumb. Like, They're going to burn mean, the place down if, yeah. if the Blues win on a controversial call. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you mean there was goaltender interference on that goal? <laughs> and you know what stinks? Obviously, we got to wait the extra day because the travel day and all that. So we'll oh, wait yeah. till Wednesday night. Is so, it Wednesday? Yeah. Wednesday night for the game. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, it I mean, gives, you, it gives got, you, I mean, dude, enough you want time. your team to be well rested. Yeah, for the exactly. Like, I just want to see a good competitive game, and it, yeah, if it if it's better for the players, and we'll uh, we'll wait for the players to be ready, and we'll we'll get after it then. Yeah. But um, overall, what do you think? So, you still got the Blues, or you're going Bruins? What do you what do you got, dude? I mean, I I I don't think I can take the Blues like. If I were putting money on it, mm-hmm. I should, like I'll just say what I've said the last five episodes. I sure hope they win. Yeah, but I mean the Bruins are playing too good, man. Yeah. Well, like I said last episode, um, I said Blues, you better win because yeah. if you lose this game, going back to Boston, I I just don't see them doing it on the road. Yeah. I know I know they've already won there and all that, but I I cannot see the Blues winning. On the road in such a big game, being a you know a team that's never been there, so uh, I think it's I think it's over. I think the Bruins are going to win, unfortunately. But like you said, I hope the Blues win. <laughs> yeah. So that that's all I can hope for. But it's been a it's been a very good playoffs and game seven. No matter what, we're able to get that game and. Everybody wins in that circumstance. So hopefully it's just a good game and, yeah. you know, Bruins lose. That's all. Well, you know, um, something I had said back when we first started the the series, it, I think it was right before game one of the Boston-St. Louis series, I said, like, 
Tuka Rask is going to be so hard to score on that if the Blues win, it's going to be, you know, like a 2-1. And they, and they had a game five, they got a 2-1 win. Um, game four, they won 4-2. And I'm not seeing, let's see what the other game was. Blues won 3-2. So like I had said, if they do win, it's going to be by like one goal just because he's too hard to score on. They did get in game four. They beat him 4-2. Um, but I think one of those was an empty net goal. So um, point being, that is one thing. The one thing that maybe I predicted correct out of all of this crap that I've missed in the playoffs for hockey is that Tuka Rask really is that good. Um, that no matter how good the Blues are playing, like they played out of their mind for the first 10 minutes of the game tonight. Couldn't score. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get the puck in the net, man. It was horrible. It was so hard it's to watch. It's tough to win when you can't put the puck in the Man, in the there net. were two series in the first 10 minutes that with an average goalie, the Blues are up 2 nothing, No doubt. I mean, it's just uh, it's just that the Bruins don't have an average goalie. They got two grass who at times, yeah, might be pre- referred to as an um, average goalie, but man, in the playoffs this year, towards the second half of the season, Been solid. He's putting up numbers you've never seen. Yeah. So, anyways, well, we'll have to see Wednesday. I'm obviously I can't wait to to see what I, yeah. plays out because it's been it's been a a hell of a playoff. It's been great. Um, so, now before we went on the show, we got some um, little frightening news. Hopefully everything ends up turning out okay with this. But uh, Red Sox legend David Ortiz was shot in the uh, De- in the Dominican Republic. Uh, it, it sounds now like he's in stable condition. Things are going to be okay. It is from what I what I can tell. Uh, yeah, that's what I've seen. Is that um, he's stable, but was actually shot. And this is kind of crazy. During was, a robbery, he was at yeah. Since he was at a club in. Uh, the Dominican, and was, I guess, getting robbed and was shot. And, man, that's <laughs> – I know he's from there and all that, yeah. but it's like, God, man. Like, well, people know who he is. Yeah. So you think, like, okay, is he wearing jewelry? You know, oh, is it something 100%. like that? Like, is are they going for his jewelry or are they actually dumb enough to go for his wallet? Because people of his stature typically don't carry much cash. Because they just know, like, okay, I'm a, I'm a target because people know who I am. But I know that he's pretty gaudy, so they probably wanted his jewelry. Yeah, I, I mean, that that would make most the, the most sense in this um, incident. But uh, you know, obviously you hate to hear that any yeah, I mean, time. He, he's always annoyed the crap out of me, but, man, that's crazy. Like, You're telling me. <laughs> well, no, I, get, I, mean, I, I get, get that. Like, he's single-handedly, him and... Uh, What's his name? Of just destroyed the Cardinals, so short guy. Um, Pedro, yeah, whatever. Um, or Pedroia, you're talking Pedroia. about Pedroia. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about Pedroia. Uh, they just ate the Cardinals' lunch. Yeah. Um, but well, David Ortiz is the most clutch baseball player of all time. Point being debatable. Point being, he drives me nuts. Like you listen to him talk, literally. I I don't have a very good understanding of how he sounds when he talks because I always, like, change the channel or turn the volume off when he comes on. His voice drives me nuts. Oh, we'll see. Just drives me nuts. I'm just a douche about it, well, I guess. But. I mean, if anyone has anything to say, it'd be me because I'm the Yankee fan. I've been terrorized you're, you're by the Ortiz. Yankee fan, not a Yankee fan, huh? I've been terrorized by Ortiz for so long, but he is that kind of guy who's got such a great personality. You're like, God damn it, like... I don't want to like you, but unfortunately, I like you. <laughs> you know, just because he's a fun, easygoing guy, and he's got a great um, analysis for the game. Really, can uh, use his playing time to, you know, put it out there for uh, fans to hear and understand. Like this is what we go through. This yeah. is how I take the approach and. He just he's great at what he does being on uh, the Fox broadcast come playoff time and all that. So uh we're just, you know, uh hoping for a speedy recovery from Ortiz and that he can get back out there and just to think that like after 2016 I thought, "Oh man, great. We're not going to have to talk about David Ortiz anymore." <laughs> now here we are. There 2019. There you go. Good Head- job. Headlining sports store and he's not even an athlete anymore. Yep. <laughs> so I I 
Like I said, I mean, he's an animal. I don't disagree that he's one of the greatest to play. Yeah. I, I mean, seriously, he's so talented. I don't like to see him get shot. I mean, how stupid is that? <laughs> I know. It's just... um, there, you know what's screwed up though? Is there's a Yankee fan out there going, ah, <laughs> David Ortiz got shot. Go, go, come on. Yeah. Unfortunately, I I can't deny that. There there, there probably is someone out there. people from every team that are doing that. Or, you know, that's what you get for the rivalry. The rivalry runs deep. Obviously, if if you are doing something like that, I think you're retarded. And that's, you know, there's some things that are beyond the game. So, uh, yep. Praying for a speedy recovery for that. That, That's all I got on that. Um, Down in Dallas this weekend, they had the, uh, the IndyCar series. And, oh, there's probably something that you didn't see. I'm going to look this up so you can see it. But Joseph Newgarden ended up winning, and he's Penske boy, so I was, I was pleased with that. He won last week, too. Um, so, yeah, the Indy 500, um, Simon Pagano won, Penske. He had last week, um, and Joseph Newgarden won, and he's with Penske. And then Joseph Newgarden won again this weekend in, Dal- in uh, Dallas. So, um, man, Penske's looking strong in the IndyCar series. And... It's uh, it's really sad though. Like you, you, <laughs> my brother and my dad were at the race, but I watched it on TV, and stadium seats a hundred thousand. Um, it'd be like it'd be like going to a basketball court, and the whole basketball court is uh, are the bleachers, like the the ground. And you take like a roll of quarters and you just throw them out there. It's like what the stands look like. <laughs> like I texted my brother, I was like, what are they like? 17 maybe 18 people at the race like it's, it's crazy that but they're still doing fine because of the media coverage so it's just man these drivers they go to these uh they go to these racers races it's happening in nascar too i don't think it'll really happen in formula one but um they go to these races and there's nobody there yeah. and the, the the television coverage they do a really good job they know what they're doing. Let's just yeah. focus on the cars and, and try our best not to show the stands because when they start showing the stands, it's a bad look. It's a bad look for NASCAR. Let me ask you, why, why do you think that is? I mean, I'm not going to say ticket prices. Like They offer crazy good ticket prices to all these events because they know if we don't, the seat like the seat's just not going to get filled. Um, I think last week in Dallas... Or yeah, whenever NASCAR was down in Dallas a couple weeks ago, they had a they had a deal. It was like hundred bucks. You get two tickets, and you get the scanner radios with the with the headsets. So it's like you get to listen to the race. And and I think they even gave like uh, track passes or bit passes with it. So fifty bucks a piece, you get like the full NASCAR experience. It's a great deal. Um, I just think that people are over it. You know, um, all the popular like. I mean, seriously, Jeff Gordon, like you, you had a, you had an era of NASCAR when Dale Earnhardt Sr. was racing that like, there were some drivers then that you weren't just a fan of that driver. Like if you support it, you were like part of a cult. I mean, a lot of, a lot of NASCAR fans, you know, you hear redneck, like your typical stereotypical redneck. Um, you think of that person, like, probably an NASCAR fan it's just it just goes uh it's just how it goes but Dale Hart Dale, Hart. <laughs> Dale they, Earnhardt Jr. they like pledged their life to Jr. these drivers and so these guys that had gone oh I'm a I'm a Dale Sr. fan well when Dale passed away they're like well out of respect like okay now I'm a Dale Jr. fan and then Jr. retires Jeff Gordon mm-hmm. retires Matt Kenseth retires You've got all these drivers that were part of this era of racing that was so huge. That's a good um, point. And they're all retiring. So there are a lot of people that just don't watch anymore. I mean, that, that, that was, that's a good example because that's kind of what golf was. Mm-hmm. You know, you think of golf, uh, Tiger had really taken over the right. sport. No, and, very similar. And, and once he went down and, you know, Phil wasn't winning, these these names that we, we had seen for so long, you're like, uh, now what? And it was a great time because we golf had such an upcoming young, you know, bucks coming up here, and they were able to compete and break Tiger records and things like that. That it was kind of it ended up being a pretty easy transition, yeah. but it was kind of scary for a second 
Well, now we see NASCAR kind of falling in that, where it's kind of like who is who the next big guy can come in and be the superstar, the kind of guy who's not just recognizable because he's racing, but you're like, oh, that guy's he's he's that guy from the Pepsi commercial. He's the guy from the, you know, who's that next guy for NASCAR because right. they're looking for it. They need it. Watch this. Did you see that? So I'm showing Preston uh, Takuma Sato down in Dallas this week. He's one of the drivers in the IndyCar series. He pulls into the pit and just absolutely smokes one of his pit crew members. Um, he's leading the race. He's a race leader, and he pulls in. He over. He's just going way too fast. Um, you'll see the replay here in a second. But when he pulls in, he he like hits. He hits one of the lines. I don't know if it was the airline or what it was, but. Um, you can tell that the crew members kind of tied up in that, and it just, I mean, here's the slow-mo of it, just absolutely rocks this guy's world. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, he, you know, you can tell, like, man, he's lucky he didn't break anything. Um, look at but, that guy get right up. Yeah. He's but, like, I got a job dude, to do, man. Look, look at that, man. That is so crazy how hard he just, yeah. oh, the G-force look, on look, that. I mean, he literally gets right back up and starts getting back to yeah. work. Yeah, no, and he does. I mean, he hops right up and dude, gets back into it. that guy needs a raise. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this guy cares too much about the guy that, that just is, hit him with the yeah, car. That is too good. Um, but no, Sato goes from leading the race to when something like that happens, you get a pit penalty. He had to come back through. So when it happened, he just he just goes off, and then he comes back, goes back through pit lane. I mean, you're you're just done, man. Um, so you can work your way back into it, like it's doable, but. He ends up not winning the race, of course, uh, Newgarden did. But you know he goes home, and, and he can't be mad at his uh, crew for not doing their job. Like, man, you screwed up. you got to own up to it. Yeah, and, it is what it is, um, yeah. You know, he's frustrated. He's got to be frustrated right now. I don't know where he placed. Um, I think it was Michigan they ran, where they ran the two races, um, the week after the Indy 500. But he places third in the Indy 500 after spending a majority of the time in the pits. Um Great racer. He won the Indy 500 three years ago. Uh, so, or was it three, two, three years ago, whatever. The 101st, he won. <laughs> um, so what, what's the the next big race that the uh, the listeners can get ready for? Oh, I don't know. Because I was just thinking about that. I'm, we're getting we're getting to that part in the, uh, the year. I know we're not quite to the playoffs, but... Yeah. What what, what can I'll we check look it. forward I'll, I'll to? I'll look at it real quick. Like I told you, I'm kind of checked out just because my guys are in. I'll start watching in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think uh, definitely come like September, even if you're not a fan. Like if you just pick your team, just go. Oh, I want to. I want to cheer for Penske or I want to cho- cheer for Joe Gibbs. Like just try to get into it. It's kind of fun. It can be fun. Um, watching on fast forward, you know. When there's like a caution, stop and see what happens. Um, definitely watch like the last twenty laps of a race. That's the easiest way to get into racing is if you just are like, watch the end. you know, I'm just gonna watch the last twenty laps. That's when all the a lot of the action happens. That's when uh, most of the drama from the post race interviews happens. So um, it's fun. In my opinion, it's fun to watch the last twenty. Uh, let's see, June, July. Uh, I would I would uh I would say Sonoma man this so Sonoma comes up June twenty third. They get the week off, I believe. Um twenty third of June. It's Northern California. It's such a cool track. It's not just your typical oval. Like you said, you'll watch when they turn right. It's a road track. So um Sonoma's fun to watch. It it is normally a, a race where there's some drama that comes from it, there's some driver arguments. Um, I'm going to watch it. I'll put it that way. Uh, and I'm kind of checked out. So it, it, it's worth watching that, that one next race. And then July 6th, you've got Daytona for the Coke, uh, Coca-Cola 400 or Coke Zero Sugar 400. Sorry. <laughs> um, anytime they're running at Daytona, it's cool. That, that, the problem with Daytona, the problem with Talladega, man, if you don't have an appreciation for racing, it's just going to put you to sleep. And I think that's one of uh, Denny Hamlin's main concerns about those 600-mile races that I was talking about the other day. They don't race side by side. They kind of sometimes they'll have two rows, but it's it's what they 
kind of in the racing industry is just single file racing. This is what they call it. You'll see pass here, pass there, uh, but they just go front to back. They just run the race. Whoever finishes first wins, and you just hope that you make it to the end because when there's a wreck, everybody goes down. And they're running down. Yep. Well, we'll definitely look look into that once we get a little closer to playoffs. Yeah. Uh, be a very exciting time of the year. Uh, Steven, we're coming to the end of our week, beginning of the week, however you want to look yeah. at it. What is your best and worst of the week? Oh, I think it's fair to say my best of the week's got to be Tulsa Tough. Um, but I think also maybe that was already anticipated. So mm-hmm. uh, best of the week is is Toronto, you know, just going up 3-1 on the, on the Raptors. Um, knowing that they're going in with a good chance um, to uh, to close it out. Um, and then worst of the week, um, Jose Rodriguez, the guy he's running for Elevate KHS in the Tulsa Tough um, last night. So on Saturday he was running his race and he was kind of, he was it looked like he was in like fourth or fifth place in the race, but. He's uh, that doesn't mean he couldn't win because normally you save energy, you blast it out at yeah. the end. But um, he's kind of I showed you the video. He's kind of shoulder to shoulder with the guy in the orange jersey. The guy in the orange jersey kind of forces his way in. Um, they're they're rubbing shoulders and on a bike. You don't want to be rubbing shoulders with somebody on a bike. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jose's like, no oh, man. On the second shoulder rub, it looked like after there were two. Jose was like, you're not knocking me over. Like, this isn't about to happen. I'm trying to win. He's, he, he's 100% good enough to win the whole weekend. So Jose just pushes him. <laughs> and uh, it caused a pretty pretty sizable wreck yeah. with people up in the front of the pack. Um, and after Jose pushes him, he goes and uh, he kind of lost his balance. He went up on one wheel and then ended up in the barrier. So... That race was just a complete blast for Jose. I mean, it just sucked. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then a, he ran today, and I don't know if he just – I don't know what it was. I've never seen him not be on the podium. every time. I mean, I've only seen him run um, four races. He's been on the podium all, all four times. So for him to run uh, today – because I didn't go to the race on Saturday, but for him to run today, he didn't, he didn't finish very well today. And I saw him after the race, kind of talked to him. He seemed – I don't know. You were there. He kind of seemed down. He was like, he was cheerful, but I could tell he was frustrated with how the weekend went because he's a top-notch racer. Um, So the worst I would say was definitely him being my pick, being like the one, uh, (laughs) the one connection I have in the in the bike racing industry to go down (laughs) on that Saturday night race. Uh, No, unfortunately, because I was I was really looking forward to showing up Sunday and being like. Like, all right, Jose, like, push through, win, like, win the weekend. And then I don't know what it was. Like, if he was tired, if he was out of it, or Probably if he just part of it. mentally out of it because he knew that he wasn't going to be able to win the weekend. He didn't He didn't podium today. In fact, I don't even think he – I don't even know if he finished top 20, whereas last year he was right there. So um, that sucked. Yeah. That sucked. Screw yep. the guy in the orange jersey. Yeah. That guy is not – he's not welcome on the pod. Let's no, just say that. No, you cannot. Um, obviously, yeah, my favorite of the week has to be Tulsa Tough. First first experience. It was everything, like I said, I could imagine. Uh, I can't wait for next year. Um, we have a good grasp on how we want to go about next year. Like you said, we might end up getting a tent, getting people involved, and just have a good time because it is just a big party. And uh, it's a great experience to get people who aren't even a race fan per se, but just want to go have a good time and experience something that is so pure and so cool to like Tulsa. Like it just, it's a good environment to be around because you're like, you're around your fellow people, you know? So overall, that, that's that got to be my, my best, uh, worst I have to go. I have to mention it, unfortunately, but uh, the Yankees might be dead. Um, they've lost five of six, and everything seems like the world is crashing, and that's obviously ridiculous sounding because it seems like all I've done the last few podcasts is praise the Yankees for how well they've played, but it has been a uh, tough stretch, 
I'm sure they'll get through it, but uh, as of right now, from a fellow Yankee fan, just sounds like the world is going to burn. So, so I gave my best. I gave my worst. That you know, yours is great. I, I I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but I'm thinking here. We always give our best. We always give our worst. What about like? What about my in between? I think I have an in between this week. Yeah. I'm not what I'm not sure. What is about. that? Um, it happened overseas, and. I think you might know where I'm going with this, but maybe not. Um, Goldberg versus The Undertaker. Oh. I don't want to close the show without talking about this because we'll, it'll be, <laughs> definitely it'll be old news yeah. by the time we get to the next one. Um, my favorite athlete of all time, without a question, is Goldberg. Um, I can say athlete because he was a football player. Yeah, I think NFL. Yeah, um, no doubt. He was my idol when I was a kid, man. He just 100% my idol. He was who I looked up to. He was like, man, every time he was going to be on the TV, I had to watch. Uh, but Goldberg versus The Undertaker. I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, he beat him. No. What? Taker ended up winning. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. I, I guess I worded that pretty yeah. poorly, but um, I, I just don't. To me, the match was... Uh, the idea... It wasn't great. Yeah. It wasn't a good look for either of them. No, the idea is, like, this match is 10 years too late. Right. Because these guys are legends of the the WWE, and they're trying to just, you know, sell off of what they were, and clearly it is exactly that, what they were. Because uh, although I did not watch this live, I, I did see highlights... And it was absolutely pathetic, the effort that was put in, because these guys just absolutely were on a struggle bus. <laughs> uh, failed moves to perform, and it was just not a good look. Not a good look at all. So I, I hate to see that. I hope um, this is kind of the final nail in the coffin, and they're both like, you know what? We had a good run. It, it's time to let the uh, the next generation step up and take over because we are not performing to where we they shouldn't be proud of where they're at so hopefully this is this is it i mean would it have been better if they just did like a uh what do you call it what they did with prince um you know what I'm talking about, like the projected thing, like where they're, they're not hologram. actually. Yeah, would it have been better if they just did like a holographic or a hologram fight? Yeah, um, I mean, like, from what oh I gosh. from what I saw, yeah, I mean, I can't deny that. It's all money, you know. It's all money. Oh it's yeah, like, I mean, it's just selling all name. There, like you mentioned, it was overseas. Uh, I want to say, crap, Saudi Arabia. And I didn't uh, what? Like, of course, I wasn't going to pay. I'm going to check it out on YouTube, but um, I saw pieces of it like mm-hmm. i saw i saw the slams and it's like man these guys are old that looked awfully freaking dangerous is his name you know did he actually just land on his head yeah no there and, were uh, dangerous moves like there's rumors that just... the undertaker is not too pleased with goldberg well um, neither one should be pleased yeah. both of them both screwed up on but I, I, things, i've yet so. to watch the whole match um are you positive that the undertaker won yeah he won by a choke slam okay. that was about an inch off the ground it was absolutely terrible. Uh, just we got We'll we'll find the we'll find some highlights and post it because it is that bad. It's yeah. worth seeing. But you know, guys, uh, some of you may or may not know Goldberg is actually from Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Went to Edison High yeah, School. Edison High School. Up, we're Edison. only about two miles from where where, yeah. he, where he spent a lot of his time. So, um, anyways, I I don't want to bore you with that too much more. I just wanted to thought that was worth mentioning. That was kind of a um, almost kind of one of those like Dale Earnhardt type deals with the WWE, like Goldberg, Undertaker, the Giant Kane, like they were the guys. And when they stopped, man, the viewership went like way low. And I, I attest to being part of it. So, um, what's well, I don't know. You want to try to talk a little more WWE in the future? Yeah, I mean, obviously. I don't big, know if I'll be able to watch it to talk about it. That's the <laughs> obviously problem. Obviously, big stories I, I, I'd love to touch upon just because it was such a big part of my childhood and something that I, I did keep up with for a long time. And big stories like this, especially people like 
Goldberg and you know, these guys that we idolized, you yeah. know, for so long. I mean, long. Steve Austin. Though. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's. You, I'm you leaving gotta, some out because there were too many. It. Yeah, so the uh, Rock. The Rock is like the Rock. Honest to God, is probably the most famous person in the world. Yeah, I don't. I, mean, I can't think of a person he, that has more. He's the highest paid actor in the world. Is he? Yeah. Okay. I can't think of a person that's like more wow. Yeah. Like. He's got it all, man. He's doing it all. Yeah, must must watch you know TV. He puts Even out these. Even though like you watch some of his movies and it's like they've eh. got they've gotten better. It's like I'll, eh. I'll give him that. I mean, they're he's all big on Hollywood. It's going to be your big hundred twenty, you know, hundred fifty million dollar movies. Yeah, that a bunch of special effects. That's just kind of the movies he's going to be in. That right. you just you know, he's going to be the hero, all that. But wasn't he wasn't he in the one the uh, like the Tooth Fairy? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's came a long way. The pacifier. The I pacifier mean, wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, but I'm just saying, look at what he's coming from. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to pay your dues, though. Yeah. You know, so, anyways, guys, hop over to uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Follow us at Hopped On Sports. If you want to send us an email, shoot it to hoppedonsports at gmail.com. Uh, we'll be looking forward to doing the next episode and hope you guys have a great week. Yeah, Cheers. check out check all the pictures and everything we got for the week uh, that w- will be posted from the weekend. Um, it was an absolute blast. Hope to see you guys there next week, next year, next year, yeah. <laughs> not week, but yeah. I wish next week. I know. Great. Well, right. I'm going to be in California next week. Never mind. Yeah, we'll wait till next year. <laughs> <laughs> all right, take care, guys. Catch you later.